But she told me don't try so hard Ain't got a chance, I've gotta go Please, please forgive me That's what I want anyway For the Honorable J.P. Brown. Welcome to Fathers and Family Court. I am your host, J.P. Brown. I'd like to take this time to welcome back all of our return listeners as well as give a first-time welcome to any first-time listeners out there. Now, if you are a first-time listener of this podcast, this is a Father's Rights podcast where we talk about father's rights, parental alienation, as well as the effects of the $50 billion business we know and call Family Court. Now, in Season 2 and Season 3 of Fathers and Family Court, we've been talking to dads all across the country, and what we've come to find is that we all have one glaring thing in common, regardless of race, creed, religion, music type, or food preference. We all don't get equal rights to our children when we're inside that courtroom. So what we've come to do is uh, talk about our stories, share our stories with each other, let each other know that we're out there. Obviously, our uh, grandparents didn't have this type of technology, so that's what we're doing. Our, our goal right now is to shed light on the fact that um, dads are turned into a business. Um, the broken home uh, is turned into a business. It doesn't benefit anybody. Now, if a mother wants the best thing for her child, how would it be good for there to be a system in place that encourages her to kick the dad out and just take free stuff and just kick him out? How, how, how is that? How is that benefiting us? Now, even if it's just that child, you figure if the entire community is doing it, then we got a whole bunch of families and children out there with no dads. How's how, how's that making us better? How's that going to make us better as 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 a whole, as a team, uh, as a community? And the answer is it's not. So what we're what we're doing here is we're shedding light on the fact that this is a fifty billion dollar a year business. Again, Monday Night Football is on right now. That only makes ten billion. So uh, fifty billion with a B a year off of the war on dads. So. The way we can fix it is talk about it. So we're going to get back into it again tonight. Uh, tonight we're going to be talking to Brady. I don't know much about his story, so I'm excited to get into it. Uh, as always, listen with open, uh, open, open ears, open heart, open mind, and uh, do your best to try to take something from this story. If you know a dad out there who doesn't get to see his children, what you need to do right now is this. You need to take this link, copy it, whatever platform you're listening on, and you need to send it to him via text, Instagram, Twitter, whatever the hell he uses the most, you send it to him. And send it to him on every platform if you have to. If you don't have a specific dad you want to get it to, what you can do is you can do this. You can take the link and just share it on your page. Tweet the link. Do anything to spread awareness. Um, that's what you can do. You don't have to start a podcast if you're afraid or if, you, if, you, if you're too shy, whatever the case may be. Just fucking get active. Don't sit on the bench and watch this shit happen, man. Don't, you, don't, you don't have to go down like that. Let's get into it. Brady. So on today's episode of Fathers and Family Court, we'll be talking to Brady. Brady is 34 years old, and he's, his case is in California. Um, Brady has a two-year-old son named Benny, and that's pretty much what we will be talking about, his story with uh, 
his story with being a father to Benny and his quest to be in Benny's life. Um, I've never spoke to Brady. Me and Brady had about four, maybe five minutes to talk a little bit before the podcast started. So I have no idea where, where he's going or his background, but I'm excited to learn from it. Um, I hope everyone out there listening can learn from this as well. Without any further ado, uh, Brady, how you doing tonight? Good, buddy. How are you? Man, God's been really good to me, and I'm excited to have the opportunity to have you tell your story on this platform. Um, I think that no matter what you say here, there's somebody out there who's going to be in your situation who can relate to you more than they can relate to me. It might be the sound of your voice. It might be how you look. It might be your situation. Whatever it is, whatever it is, I just hope we can get this link to him or to whoever him or her is out there that needs to hear it. Uh, so before we get started, the question I like to ask, uh, right off rip is did you have uh your dad in the home when you were growing up i did i had a father i did have my father in the home unfortunately he is what i'm striving not to be as a father so okay um, okay just didn't have a good relationship with him and he was a very abusive so just trying to strive to be everything he was not yeah, and that's important too, bro, because it gives us insight on who you want to be as a dad. You know what I mean? Yeah, you had a dad, but that doesn't mean it was all good and hunky dory. It could have been, it could have been bad too. You know what I mean? So there it is. That's important to know. So you wanted that for, you know, one thing you knew is that you wanted to have a great relationship with Benny because you didn't have a, you didn't get that great relationship. You could have went to school seeing your friends with their dads. You turn on TV, you're seeing people with their dads. Everything's working and shit, and then you go home and you got this relationship with your dad. That's nothing like what you're seeing experiencing expecting and deserve so benny does deserve all those things and that's what you're trying to do here so getting into that a little bit man let's 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 take this thing from the top uh wherever you feel comfortable bringing it from just bring us into the world what happened um with my father or just with benjamin uh, with benny with benjamin yeah um a lot of it Pretty much, it all started that I didn't want to be with his mother. Okay, um, and, and it, what were your it, reasons? We had have a we'd have a rough relationship. Uh, my family was against us being together. Her family is against us being together. Trust was gone. Um, love was there, but wasn't being shown on either parts. Appreciation wasn't being shown on either parts. We were pretty much zombies in a relationship in a for the family. Right. Right. And she, over time, realized the things that she had messed up and had pushed me so far away that I distanced myself that um, she had tried, and I tried to forgive her. She had tried to kind of just make it back up, and, and I, and I kind of, it, 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 the, the wounds had been cut too deep that mm -hmm. it was something that I, the only way to heal from them was just to move on from them. Mm -hmm. And when I, you know, just told her, hey, I, I do love you. You're my child's mother, but it's not something that's good for you, me, or Benjamin. It, it was, oh, I'm a, bad, I'm a bad father, and now I have to go to court and fight to see my son, and she got her family in her ear telling her, oh, don't let him see Benjamin, don't let him see Benjamin, just mm -hmm. because we have our differences. Mm-hmm, of course. Uh, so, uh, okay, so basically you guys fucking didn't see eye to eye, so basically, like most dads, this mother felt like it was alright to just kidnap your kid. That's pretty much where we are with this. And so, can you talk about uh, the beginning stages of the alienation so how did it happen you say it's been two so and a half it months. started it started so i had a 
gone to jail for a different case than anything that had to do with Brittany and Benjamin. Mm-hmm. And when I had gotten out of jail, I had gone home and things looked like they were missing, but they weren't missing, if that makes sense. Like I could tell some things were gone, but everything was still there. Mm-hmm. And I would go outside to smoke a cigarette and my neighbor walked outside and goes, oh, I thought you and your girlfriend moved to California. And this was in Denver, Colorado. Right. And I, and I automatically knew because she was from California and her mom was begging her to go back home and that she had taken my son and moved back to California. Mm-hmm. And so I reached out to her, told her I wanted to be in Benjamin's life, told her anything I can do, whatever I need to do to be there, I will do. I plan on doing it. And she's like, okay, come see Benjamin. I flew out to California from Denver mm-hmm. and saw Benjamin for a couple of days, flew back home and it was just torture. I couldn't handle being away from my son. It was just, I just, I couldn't deal with it. And so I loaded my entire three bedroom house that I had. I'm talking couches, TVs, entertainment centers, clothes, dishes, bathroom stuff, bedroom stuff, the entire house I put in a storage, which I still have in Denver, Colorado, and moved to California just to be with my son. Mm-hmm. Um, she saw the risk and what I was willing to do just to be with my son and I think it it was a, a turn on per, per se in a relationship it, it was she she liked what I was willing to do to be with my son and how far I would go and how quick I would just uproot my entire life in an instant just to move 1400 miles away from where I was living to be near my son yeah. um, and so she wanted to make things work and I said okay let's let's try let's try I love you I love Benjamin and all while I'm saying let's try I I was doing it because I had hopes that things were going to go back to what they were not what they are but what they were yeah. and after after uh, well we called it quits for sure and for sure in March of 2021 and that's when I put my foot down and I told her that I didn't want to be with her. It has nothing to do with, you know, not loving her. It has nothing to do with her being a bad mother because she's not. It's just we are not good together. We fight. We argue. We call each other names. We say things that we regret later. And it's just not healthy for my my mental health trying to, you know, be a good dad and be a good boyfriend and and take care of bills and at that time I was running my own remodeling company Denver so I had to make sure I you know was good with my employees I had to make sure I had to get my bids into my customers I had to find new customers I had to take care of material and everything was just adding up and I told her you know with you arguing you can't be a good mom you know you're gonna be frustrated with the kids Benny might be whining for something and you might accidentally raise your voice with him or something and scare him more and Benjamin's gonna feel the bad vibes in the air this is just not a good situation and the minute I text her that she texts me well why don't you love me or there was one text message she actually texted me well if you would just be with me seeing Benjamin would not be a problem and um, since then it's just been a fight to see my son it's been a fight to talk to my son it's been a fight to 
know where my son's at or how he's doing or any of that. It's 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 been rough. So you went to jail and pretty much you came home and she fucking you got out of jail, went to your apartment and everything's fucking gone. Well, I no, take that no. back. Everything's not gone, just certain shit's gone. Uh, yeah, so she took she yeah. took like enough clothes for her yeah. and her son just to like be you know, just to move enough clothes to wear because her mom and dad bought everything. So I came home to an empty house, but not empty house, correct? Right, and then so fucking you pretty much find out she fucking leaves the state with your product that you guys never agreed to fucking never agreed for anyone to steal anything and leave any state lines. Never agreed doesn't sound like because you were in jail. So how the fuck could you agree to that? And you go back, you talk to her for a while. It's toxic still uh, because it does take two. You know what I mean? You can get you can say, all right, teammate, you can be back on my team again. Focus up. Let's try to win this game. But if you get back into the you get that this teammate back on the team to put the jersey on and he gets back in the huddle fucking complaining and pointing fingers and starting arguments after every play, you guys are doomed. You know what I mean? Because when you get back to the huddle, you got split second, say what you got to say, and we moving forward. And that is the only mentality that can win. If you get into that huddle and you arguing about two plays ago still, still bringing it up, it's over. You know what I mean? You got to have enough sense to not even say shit about the play that happened. Even though your teammate just made a false start and you didn't talked about it for a whole week. You can't, you, you, if you know yelling at him is going to put him down and down spiral that specific player. Like, it's so much to it, bro. But I'm just talking on terms of being a good damn teammate. You know what I mean? Well, that's when, what the relationship is in the team. Yeah, man. You go to jail. You can't leave nobody. And then moving forward... You come back and you do that. She's like, oh, I like how I can, I like, I was like, I got good control over him and this shit like that. It's like, okay, so I, I guess I'm just having a hard time understanding why I just let this, why I just do that to, you know, why do that to somebody? You know what I mean? You're I a human think, being, man. point of view, and the only thing that I've been, and I've had a long time to think about this, this thing is that I've spent hours and days with this on my mind and thinking about situations and thinking about what, what if, or what if, you know, why is she doing this and all this stuff. And I think a lot of it has to do with, well, she, she cheated on me before Benjamin was conceived mm -hmm. twice. I've forgiven her. Um, and then she, uh, after Benjamin was conceived, Benjamin actually was born and while I went to go buy a car seat for my son, her and her mother went behind my back and didn't even put me on a birth certificate. Ah. And so, um, and so I forgave her for that. And I'm still fighting California to get me on a birth certificate. I, mean, I paid my child support. I, I mean, I, I, I just filed paperwork. So we're going to go into moderation and hopefully talk things out um, so I'm, I'm doing the process but it's been a lot harder process because of her going behind my back and not putting Benjamin or me on Benjamin's birth certificate yep. and I've done all this or she's done all this and because I am I am a hopeless dramatic I, I my grandfather my grandmother was married for over 50 plus years and that's something as stupid and as delusional as I feel that it is that's something that I strive for and that I really want yep. and so I've, I've forgiven her I, that, that's what relationships do. No relationship is perfect, and rather people want to hear it or not. Relationships take a lot of forgiveness, uh -huh. a lot. And no, so I was willing right. to do that with her. Yep. 
And when she, when I put my foot down and was like, okay, I'm done. No more. I don't want to hurt no more. I don't want to feel this untrust. I don't want to feel all this pain no more. She felt like maybe if I take Benjamin away, then he will come back to me because he wants Benjamin. And so, because I'm not running back to Benjamin, she got her mom and her dad and everybody streaming in her brain, oh, well, he doesn't love you. He's not a good dad. He doesn't love Benjamin. And so I think she's doing it all because this is her only way she can get to me now. The only one single way that she can get to me. So mm-hmm. it's, it's, I think that she feels that I'm going to give up. And unfortunately, and unfortunately for her, she's completely wrong. Now, let's talk a little bit about she packs up, you come home from jail, she packs up, she's gone, your kid's gone. What are your, what are, what are you, what are some of your initial, uh, what, what do you do? Like, what do you do that day? What do you do? How, how do you manage that first couple of days knowing you got to pack all this shit up and put it in a storage? Like, what are you doing to get, what do you, how do you, how do you manage that? Cause we've had dads on here talking about suicide. We've had dads on here talking about, uh, just, uh, 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 substance abuse. So what, what? How'd you get through it, man? What'd you do? What'd so I, I, I thank God, first off, that I've never had this essence of abuse. I've never been down the drug addiction route, so I, I thank God that I've never had to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, I also thank God that it just happened when my friend had picked me up from jail. And he had dropped me off, and he was walking in with me when all this, he, he was there when all this went down. And I didn't cry immediately, because obviously I did break down in tears. I mean, I'm a human being, so uh, I yeah. did break down in tears. But at that moment, he, I didn't. At that moment, I stood strong in front of my neighbors. But he knew me. He he was one of he's like a little brother to me, and he knew me. Yeah. And so I said, okay, well, I love you, buddy. I'll see you later. He goes, you're not staying here. And so he pretty much forced me to go stay with him because he knows he knows that that was probably the lowest I'd ever been. And at that moment, I, I can't say it really kicked in at that moment because I didn't believe I, Maybe my thing was maybe it's just a rumor. Maybe she just heard her, her mom and her, her talking and it's a rumor. And so for the, I didn't get a hold of her for like, I think it was like a day no more than a day and finally when I got a hold of her she did tell me she was in California and I dropped the phone and just started crying and I didn't know what to do I'm not gonna lie I curled up in a ball and was just like please bring me my son back please just bring me my son back and she ended up hanging up on me and I pretty much was washed 24-7 for a week between my best friend and my his wife because he knew how low I was and honestly as bad as it makes me sound I don't think I would be here if it wasn't for them too because I I I just wanted to give up I felt like I would never see Benjamin or ever hold Benjamin or ever kiss Benjamin or, or any of that well let me say this those are all normal feelings you know what I mean like okay Again, 21 dads a week commit suicide over child access issues. So this is a real thing, okay? There's no, uh, there's no, when, in, in sex ed, after they say, you know, they run through all the diseases, they run through, 
uh, they run through everything. They never say, all right, now here's the kicker. Here's the kicker, kids. You can do all this right. Find the right one. When you're a little older, everything goes right. And then she decides she wants to chase more dick. She don't care about you no more. She just can't. She just want to get back in the streets and get, you know what I'm saying? She just can't. She just wants, she thirsty for it. She want to get back out here and do her. You know what I mean? And she's well within her rights or whatever to not be a mom. If that's what she wants to elect to do. But the problem is, is that we got these folks stealing the kid and just taking them and not letting these dads be dads. You know what I mean? And it leaves the dad in an empty apartment. You know what I mean? In this empty house. And he's lost. I've had dads come out here, say they were married. He, he goes out. She tells him she wants to go out to dinner like a regular day. They have a regular day. He goes out. She says, Hey, you remember, you remember I told you I'm gay, right? I, I was gay, bisexual and stuff. He like, Whoa, where's this coming from? And she says, Okay. Well, yeah. And listen, I'm, I got a girlfriend now and I'm moving out. I'm going to stay with her. And then boom, just like that, she takes his kids that day and goes to stay with some chick and like that. And now he got to fight to get it back into his kid's life. Like, and so everyone handles it differently. You know what I mean? Everyone's handling it differently. So those aren't necessarily, you know, that's a, that's the topic. That's why we're talking about it because man, dads are honestly, there's no fucking, there's no, there's no blueprint to this. It's not, it's untalked about. There's nowhere. There's no one's even talking about this shit, bro. So how, how's there a go-to move or go to no thing to think or way to feel, you know, there's everything else. There's like already like fucking examples of how to feel and hella there's all type of things for you to have examples of to look at and see this right here no because it's not talked about it's not put on tv it's not none of that it's ignored you know what i mean and i think it's by design because folks it's 50 billion is a lot of money man i don't know if necessarily they trying to stop making that money because we all decide to say we got enough man fix that shit it's old it's from 75 before color tv came out you know what I mean? Fix Absolutely. it. Fix it, man. Fix it. That shit. But they, they don't want us a lot of money, bro. A lot of money. A lot of money, man. Yeah. Yeah, man. I'm a, yeah, I'm, 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 I'm. So, okay. So they're watching you. Um, then what happens? How do you get out of that? Um, Honestly, it took a while. I didn't leave the house. I didn't want to leave the house. Every time I tried to leave the house, there was a couple incidents that when I tried to leave the house, I actually had panic attacks and got in the car just to turn around, or just to get out of the car and walk back upstairs. Wow. Um, it was hard. It's probably the, it's by far the hardest thing that I had gone through at that moment because I felt like I was never going to see Benjamin because at that time, Benjamin, I wasn't on Benjamin's birth certificate at that time. She had never told any state figure that Brady is Benjamin's dad. Right. And so at that time, I really felt like there goes my little boy. I, that's one thing that I've always wanted. I've always wanted a little boy because, as you mentioned earlier, you know, seeing people with their dads. That to me, to this day, still will break my heart because I want that. I want to be able to like, hey, dad, you want to have a beer and go watch the Cowboys game? I mean, yeah. he, he he hates my Cowboys, but still, I mean, go watch a football game. Or yeah. you know, my dad, my dad never once took. I was really good at baseball. 
I was yeah. very good at baseball. I got a scholarship to go play uh, baseball at the University of Arizona. I played very good. My dad never once taught me how to throw a ball. Oh, man, I'm sorry to hear that, man, because, listen, I do not know anything about baseball. I tried every sport, bro, but what you did was an achievement, man. I go to gymnastics every week. I don't know shit about gymnastics, but my daughter in it. I'm a football player, man. I like I like all sports with action in them, all of them. But you know what? When it's gymnastics time, I'm the fucking at gym, and I'm standing there. I'm looking at them other parents. I look back at them other parents. They in their phone. I don't even look at my phone until the kids are in a part of a gym I can't fucking see. I'm just standing there watching my daughter because, man, that shit means something, bro. You had a scholarship. You went through, played at the collegiate level, man. That means you played at, you played at a high level, man. You play ball. You're an athlete. You know what I mean? That shit is powerful. The fact that your pops, whether he like baseball or don't like the fucking baseball, he should have had been to something, bro. Cause how the fuck are you that good and dog ain't even, you know what I'm saying? Ain't even involved. Fuck that. Fuck that, bro. And baseball is boring in my opinion. But so is gymnastics. It don't matter if the baby in it, then you, then you in it. You know what I mean? I got a lot more gymnastics where this come from. For real. I'm ready for it. And I feel the same way. I got, you know, Benjamin may not be old enough, but I have nieces and nephews that love wrestling. I, I hate wrestling. I think it is boring seeing two people wrestle around on a mat. But yet, I'm always there whenever chance I could be. So, yeah. absolutely. And that's, and that's what makes me drive and, and, and not give up. I, yeah. I, I think that's, that's, See? that's been my driving force as, 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 as weird as it sounds. And I can't say weird, but there's yeah. certain things that, that I look forward to in, and teaching Benjamin to catch a football or throw a football yeah. or taking Benjamin yeah. to go see our cowboy games or doing whatever, you know, doing what father and son stuff. I'm an Idaho country boy. That's where I grew up. Yeah. If you ever seen, if you ever seen Napoleon Dynamite, yep. I'm from Preston, Idaho. I'm from, that's where it was filmed. I, that's where I'm from. Whoa. I go hunting and I go fishing and and I go four wheeling and, and I grew up horseback riding and fixing fence and, and that's all stuff that I enjoy doing and right. I, I, I can't wait to teach Benjamin. It's not if I can teach Benjamin, it's when I can teach Benjamin and that's my driving force. Hey man, that's powerful stuff, man, because you know it's like and again I say like two we got two different worlds. Like, you know, I don't like baseball at all. The only reason I got to college, period, is because I was a really good heavyweight wrestler, bro. I was pretty damn good. But, like, it wasn't my go-to sport or nothing. But I'm just really good at it, better than I should be, because I'm just good at it. You know what I mean? But, like, it's just dope that, like, we don't even agree on sports. And that's what I say on here. We don't agree on sports. I hate the Cowboys. You love the Cowboys. Dog. Die Cowboys, man. Dog. But, like, you want to know what's so beautiful about this? How much difference we have when it comes to sports but yet we got this one glaring thing in common to where it's like bro we're all comrades why well, get on here and talk to dads who don't like sports not a fucking at all they it's just they don't care about it but it don't matter bro because shit i'm still me they're still them we have this glaring thing in common so it's like that's why we had to we had to chop it up about that for a second but you are gonna teach benjamin to throw a football you are gonna teach benjamin you and if benjamin wrestles bro he'll be there you know what I mean? And, if, and oh, listen, and if he and if he does, and if he does, listen, here, look on the bright side. You got yourself one more wrestling friend to throw on your roster and me. You feel me? Because I love wrestling. Yeah, it's cool. Not the fake stuff, the real stuff. It's dope. It to doesn't me. matter what. 
it doesn't matter what sport Benjamin shoots. He shoots bad mitten. Yeah, yeah. He's the biggest fan, yeah. leader, all the above. Hell yeah, man. That's dog. That I is so sweet to I, me, man. I tell people all the time, and people look at me weird when I say this, but I when Benjamin gets in trouble, I I don't want him to be like, oh shit, I can't call my dad. Right. I want him to be like, oh shit, I gotta call dad. Right. He knows dad has his back. He's gonna get in trouble when we get home if he messed up. He's gonna face his consequences, absolutely. But he's also gonna know and realize that dad is his number one of all and to call that. So, all right, man. So, let's. I know you're getting ready to have that. You're getting ready to attain that because, well, you know what I mean? The reason why you're going to get it done is because you want to be a dad more than anything. Like, I've talked to dads who are doing their profession. They're doing everything they want to do, but they're missing a piece of them because they don't have their children. Even if they have more children, like, they still got to challenge themselves to wake up and be a good human being and a good dad to those children and give them the best he had, they have, he had, they have for them. But at the same time, they're missing a piece still. And uh, I know you're going to get this done. But listen... To get back into this story here, because I really want to make sure we cover everything. So you basically had uh, you hadn't seen her. You hadn't seen your you had you hadn't seen your son. Uh, and so it's been two. It was two and a half. So that this is everything that's happened recently. This was 2021. Yes. OK, so we're pretty much up to date. So right now, what uh. So you still haven't seen your son in two and a half months. It's been two and a half months, pretty much. So the last time I seen Benjamin was in the end of September. Uh -huh. um, she had let me take her. She met me at the park, and I spent all day with Benjamin around, and you know, just being time with that with him. Uh -huh. And then she went on a gig like that. Then I don't think with her I realized that I was done. Done. And so she was trying, and she kept trying. Even though I kept saying I was done, done, she kept trying. And then I think something clicked as she realized, okay, he's done. And then that's when it's been a fight to call him. She won't let me go see him. She won't bring him to me. She will only call me FaceTime when she feels like it. So I get to talk to Benjamin when she feels like FaceTiming me. So unfortunately, that could be in the middle of a conversation that I will literally just like, sorry, I have to answer this and walk away. Or I'll be at work and my boss will look at me and I, I, I don't care if they get upset with me. This is the very few chances I get to see my little boy. So I will walk away, talk to my son, and come back and explain the situation. So, you know, they're no longer upset with me. Um, and that's that's to this day. That's just how it works with her. Even to right now, she, she likes to just, it's about her and her, on her time, I can talk to him when she feels like it. Um, and... Yeah, I, she threatens to take him to go to California or Colorado. Um, she threatens to put a lifetime protection order on my son because I'm so dangerous to him, even though I've never had a single charge of violence against any woman or children in my entire life. Right. Uh, you know, and she's just, she's, she's, she's trying to find every way to tear me down any which way she possibly can. 
Yeah, man, and that's usually the that's usually the that's how it goes. You know what I mean? As sad as it as sad as it sounds, that seems to be the cycle, the order that they fucking that not just not every I ain't saying every, but in these situations, the kidnapper usually you know what I mean? Finds every single small way to tear someone down. I mean, you would think they would stop at just stealing your property that give you your heartbeat. You know what I mean? You would think that would be enough. But, like, their kid isn't taken. It's not taken from them, so they don't quite get it yet. You know what I mean? They don't understand the severity of being deprived of seeing your child grow, seeing the watching them grow. That makes the matter even worse because she has a nine-year-old daughter and before her nine-year-old daughter, so her ex who she had the son, her daughter with, uh, her dad passed away. But before her dad passed away, her dad actually kept Chloe away from Brittany for like nine months, a year. So she knows what it's like not to see with her, see her children. But now that she has Chloe because the father passed away, so Chloe automatically went to Brittany. Right. And now she, she got banged. I mean, she got both her kids. Mommy and daddy pays the bills because she stayed at mommy and daddy's house. Mom pays the hotel or pays the cell phone. Mom, like, mom pays for everything. So mm-hmm. she, she gets everything she wants. So, so now, now, like, it confuses me because it's just like, I don't get why she would do this. She knows it's like not to be able to see or hold or kiss her baby. Well, well, Lips, let me tell you something. Uh, so, I've... Alright, well, let me first start by saying your son's two years old, and what overall has been the longest period of time? Has this been the longest period of time you've been without seeing him, the two and a half months? Yes. Alright, now listen. I want to share a story with you about a gentleman who came on this podcast. His name was Daniel Gaines. Daniel Gaines last saw, last saw his daughter... Uh, when she was four and a half months old, okay? And um, right now, uh, it, I think it might have been April. I forgot. I, yeah, it was April. She was in April. She turned 18. So that means 18 years. Oh, he saw her one time on her fourth birthday, and then and then that was it. Her fourth, her fourth birthday, he saw her. That was the last time he saw her all the way till 18. She was super happy to see him, super. You know, she always liked him to begin with, and then when she randomly seen him at four, she really liked him again, and that was the last time. That was it. You know what I mean? So he spent that whole time trying to get his daughter, man. This dude, I would advise anyone out there, just YouTube Daniel Gaines, Family court. This guy, this guy, man. You want to talk about somebody just hungry to see his kid? I just talked to a dad earlier today, man. He last saw his daughter. She was six months old, bro. You know how his daughter is right now? She's 11. And, I mean, he has seen her. He has seen her. But he went from six months old all the way till she was February of this year. That She was 11 years old. Now, me personally... I went 950 days without seeing my kids. They were talking about being killed and uh, raped. And all my life was being threatened and my people's life being threatened. But most importantly, just them threatening to kill my kids. Like, that shit was just ridiculous. What type of mom do that? But, like, at the same time, not seeing them and that, you just don't know what's up with their safety. And it make it ten times worse because you feel like you got to go protect to save 
But it's really nothing to do because, you know what I mean? It's really nothing to do for real suffragists. Get, go to court. You know what I mean? So it's like, uh, it's such that's a long, how, depressing, emotional, draining process, too. It is. It is. It is. But at the same time, it's 100% worth it. You know what I mean? Oh, it's, 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 it, it gets grimy. I ain't going to hold you up. It gets grimy. But but it gets grimy. Those uh, It's business. It's business. And I said that to say, like, man, like, it's shit. It, 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 it's ugly. You know what I mean? But, like, we don't never, we never know. Because when I first started this podcast, I thought, like, my, my situation was really bad. So I started talking to more and more people. I started realizing, like, damn, man. Like, 11 years without seeing your kid or fucking 14 years without seeing your kid. That is just, like, and you spending that whole time trying to find them all while trying to live your life still, you know. And it's just, like, bro, f folks getting through it. It's crazy, but... Folks are getting through it, and I know for a fact you can get through it, too, because all of us are still alive, still breathing. You know what I mean? And you're not about to do this, man. What you're going to do is you're going to study this thing right now, and you can learn from all the other people in front of you, and you can make sure that these two and a half months don't ever happen anymore. And it's crazy, but unless this person is going to write some, this don't take me as the type of person who not going to motherfucking, who, who's going to go and say outside of court, you can have 50-50 to see your son. I don't feel like this type of person is going to do that based off of how they stole your kid already this early in the game. You know what I mean? I'm not sure. I mean, unless you go talk to him again, you know what I mean? But like, if that just ain't the best, then that just ain't the best. But still, dad shouldn't have to do this. It shouldn't have to be this. You know what I mean? I, we gon' we gonna, we all going to get you through it because at this point, you a friend of mine now. And... There's 80 plus other dads that have been on this podcast and they still chime in to listen. And we are a community, bro. You're not alone. You know what I'm saying? And it's going to be tough, bro. But there's folks out there who have put in some real time without their kids, like real serious numbers, man. And they're around, bro. And they, they're here to help you. You know what I mean? Whether court gets here, you know what I mean? Court start coming, court dates. So what's up with the court shit? You been court? Um, I just filed and I'm just waiting for everything to come through. I haven't heard nothing back from anybody from the courts or any of that yet. Um, it being Orange County, California, I heard it's, so it's a long drawn out process. So I just filed two weeks ago and I don't, I haven't got word that she's been served yet. So, so what do you have, uh, what do you have? Uh, how have you been getting through this shit recently, bro? Like, what have you been doing to get past the time and make sure you just can get through this your every day? What have you been doing? Um, well, see, and that's where life has made it so much harder. Um, so I'm currently in Las Vegas due to, I was actually in California working, living, had my place. Um, I'm, I, my boss who I was renting my house from came out, um, said, Hey, I have a place out in Las Vegas. If you want to go remodel it, I'll pay for your hotel and your food and all that. And you still make some good money. I said, okay, let's go. While I was out here, my car got stolen I had all my clothes in it. Yes. And then the very next day, my boss did not pay me the $2,300 that he still owed me and ghosted me left me pretty much high and dry downtown Las Vegas, out right there off the strip. 
no money, nothing, nowhere to go. Um, and honestly, this this is where Benjamin comes in play. I just, I have to get back to Benjamin. I don't want to be in Vegas. I want to be near Benjamin. I want to get, you know, back to Benjamin. And so I, you know, I'm within two weeks. That was what, two weeks ago that happened? Three weeks ago? I now at least have my own place in Las Vegas right now. I have a job. Um working my way back to get a car because my car was stolen and since it was an older vehicle I had non-comprehensive insurance so right. didn't cover anything but if I were to hit somebody else that was the only way I would cover anything right, right. Um, and so pretty much keeping my mind busy is, is surviving getting back on my feet knowing that life literally came and just uppercutted me and put me right on my ass and now I'm not going to sit here and dwell and cry on the ground. I'm going to get up, dust myself off, and go give the life a bigger sucker punch than it just punched me. Oh, man, what? That's exactly what you're about to do, man. You're going to be back in California in no time. And here's the crazy part. You were in Denver. You weren't fucking around even. You you know what I'm saying? This movie started in Denver. You only went to California because somebody got the fuck up and went there with your kid. You know what I'm saying? So, you... And then you went to Vegas because you're trying to make some money. That's it. That's all you did. Motherfucker robbed you is what happened. Somebody robbed you. I had a friend who was working for somebody. He fell off. the. He asked. They, they had him roofing. He fell off the roof, broke both his legs, and the motherfucker pretty much acted like he wasn't even supposed to. You know what I mean? Didn't want to do nothing. This, man, this man's life is completely changed. You're not going to do shit for him, bro? You're going to leave him high and dry? This dude... This dude was at work working for you, bro. You straight. You ain't got to take care. You know what I'm saying? Obviously, you can't change his life or nothing, but I'm saying you should at least make sure he's all right. Yeah, some this dude's life is completely changed in the name of you getting some roof on. You ended up finishing the roof, packed up everything, and act like an ambulance, then come scrape him off the ground a couple days prior. That's just crazy to me, man. But... Folks gotta, folks gotta start, but you know karma. And some, again, sometimes shit come our way, and it comes our way just to fucking come our way to fucking challenge us. Some of this shit is sent our way because it's ordered. You know what I mean? You gonna get through this, man. I mean, I, listen, when my daughter was still in the womb. My child's mother was trying to cut her out with glass, right? So I'm fucking in this crazy situation. Then we about to move, right? Fucking, I'm. Crazy story. I don't know if I ever told this on this podcast. I fucking pull over. My alternator's terrible. So uh, she wants me to do something that day. And I'm like, yo, I got to go to work and make some money. Like, I can have what you trying to do. You trying to have me move something all by myself type shit. I can have friends because we in this area I'm from. I can have friends over here, team full of people. And we had this done in one trip, which I ended up doing. Anyways... So I pull over at the gas station because I'm trying to get to work at this point. I done, I'm late and shit. My alternator is bad, so I can't afford to turn my car off and like jump it again and shit. I'm already late. I run in there, get a little gas. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Boom, like that. Motherfucker jumps in my car and takes off. Bro, you know, bro, I had sports cards in there, bro. I had, bro, I have. Though I had a, this black box full of sports cards, bro, that had me straight during this last sports card surge. I mean, I watched cards, dog, that is worth so much cheese, bro, and I had multiples of them. I had multiples because I was just a kid collector, bro. Just I never want toys. Yeah. I wanted cards. 
and all the sports figures I was into, so I knew Kobe was going to be sweet. Every, You know what I'm saying? Rookie year, Kobe, I was seven. I knew he was going to be sweet. I'm grabbing every Kobe card possible at seven. You know what I'm saying? Bro, I'm telling you, Jordan, whole nine, bro. I was just like, I was dialed in. Bro, a motherfucker just jumped in my car and took it and changed my life for real. You know what I'm saying? I had a whole bunch of shit in there too because, again, mind you, I told you I was about to move. I had everything in there, bro. Everything, bro, and that was worth something to me was in my car just for this old bum motherfucker to jump in it and take off. Now, I seen him getting in my car. I was at the back by the cooler. I blacked the fuck out, and the next thing you know, I'm at the, my car already because I put on football speed. And I just seen, I seen it happen, and I, I just, I, all I seen was just like, dog, you and me finna rumble, right here, right now, cause I, it's happening. So like, I ran up to my door, the passenger side, I, I tried to open it, and I pointed at his bitch ass, and he panicked, and he, he hit the lock button, but my door was already locked, and then... He panicked. I seen all his confidence leave when I pointed at him. And then I started running around the whip. And he threw that bitch in gear. He almost hit me and shit. So he skirted out the gas station. I jumped over the wall, chasing him across, tra across traffic. Now, here's the crazy part. I had a really fucking distinctive car. He drove right past my baby mom and her people. They was in the car. He drove around them, and I was behind them in the street running. These dumb motherfuckers never seen anything. So that's why I'm saying, like, <laughs> shit is crazy, right? Like, that was a full, like, he swerved around them going the wrong way in my car in fucking, yeah. It's the craziest thing ever. And I was behind them jetting, like, fucking Will Smith and Bad Boys. <laughs> yeah, bro. And when the police got there, they blamed me. So I shared that story with you. <laughs> I shared that story with you, bro, because... I, I just heard you say that you got your car stolen. And what I've been doing is I've been telling everybody I possibly come across that leaves their car running for any reason. I don't give a fuck what your reason is. People will steal your car. Yeah. So, man, everything's going to be okay, bro, because my car getting stolen is going to be all right. You know what I mean? It was okay. I got through it. It set me back like a motherfucker. <laughs> but... God got me through it. You know what I mean? It's it, it was an eye-opening, humbling experience for me. Yeah. I, I think, honestly, I started to lose focus on what focus was, which is Benjamin. I really do. Because I started doing other stupid shit. Not as in, like, breaking a lot, but, like, I would, when I was working here, I, would, I had money that I could have went down and paid for a damn good attorney instead of fighting this myself. But instead, I'm like, hey, let's go gambling. And, you know, and I did stupid stuff. But once my car got stolen and I was downtown, I was homeless, I had nowhere to go. I did sleep in the park for one night, but then I had a friend of mine say, hey, my aunt who passed away, her house is in Vegas. Go stay there, get back on your feet. And so, you know, that's, that's what I'm doing. And you know, I have a house to myself. I have a full time job. I'm just getting back on my feet. I mean, Benjamin is my old friend, Cole. He needs a father. I needed a father. I didn't have it. And that feels like, and I will refuse at all costs to let Benjamin feel like his dad is not there. Yeah, man. You, bro, you, uh, your dad, you, your, your dad, bro. He created, he created this monster. Now, you finna be a super dad. Nah. 
She was the one I mean. Yeah, that's, you finna be my hardest, to be honest. Yeah. Hey man, you 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 doing everything right, man. You haven't done you haven't done anyone any you haven't done anything wrong, bro. You know what I mean? And I'm sure you've done wrong in this whole thing somewhere. I'm sure you know what I mean. You've, oh, I'm you've, not perfect by any means. I tell I have told Brittany I there's the many times that I am a shitty person, I'm a shitty son, I'm a shitty friend, I'm a shitty boyfriend, but there is one thing I am not. I am not a shitty dad. Yeah. So I know I'm not perfect. I know I'm not perfect, Man. but don't you ever try to blame me for being a dad, bad dad, because that is one thing I am not. Yeah, yeah, man. I, I, I don't, I, I wouldn't doubt that, man. I know you're, you're a good dad, man. I know, you know what I mean. Um, I know, I know this is something that you really want, bro. Uh, and you gonna get it. You know what I mean. You gotta, uh, you gotta, you gotta. <laughs> you know what I mean? You already know what to do, bro. You got to just keep your head up and it's about to be a long fight. But bro, the best news is, is that you have a, you have a team full of comrades that want to help you win. You know what I mean? You being involved in father's right shit and talking about it and looking into it and getting around it and that type of shit, bro. You know how great that is, man. That's wonderful. And that's for any dad out there listening to this conversation. Understand if you're listening to this type of content right now or you're searching it or you're going on Facebook and hunting for it or on any of these social media platforms, you're one step ahead because at least you're not just standing there getting punched or at least you're not just quitting. You're you're actually trying to do something. You're thinking about it. You're thinking outside the box. Now, uh, lots of fathers rights things happen right in our faces and we don't even really talk about it still. Like something can happen right on our phones and we will not talk about it. It won't spark folks. To, it won't f uh, spark folks conversation about father's rights. They'll just go on talking about the topic without ever mentioning father's rights. Now, listen, one of those, Brady, is the story of Chad Reed. Are you familiar with it? it sounds familiar. Chad Reed just got shot. Trying to pick up his son in a in a custody. Yes, home. and that dude tried to say it was self defense when it was not self defense at all. Now I want to talk about that a little bit. Would you mind? You want? Would you mind talking about that a little bit? I don't know. Yeah, I mean that's completely fine. I do not know the full facts of the story, but yeah, absolutely. Okay, look. Okay, so here's the situation. Um. Chad Reed was the dad, um, and you saw the video, obviously. Uh, Chad Reed was the dad. He pretty much was supposed to pick his son up at 3.15. The video was shot after 4 p.m. The uh, He asked where he was. He stayed 30 minutes away. He asked where his son was. Uh, the lady said, I'm at work. I'll hit you later. Come at 6 o'clock. And he's like, yo, I stay 30 minutes away. This is court-ordered time. You know what I mean? So he pretty much... Um, I guess they're leaving or something else happens and he swings past her work just to try to see maybe if his son is there with her and they're already outside and pretty much that's when it happens. He's like, yo, that's where it picks up. Like, yo, where is my kid type shit? He first, he tells a dude, get out of his face. And then that's where everything we see. He goes and gets his fucking hammer. You know what I mean? And, um, yeah, man, he comes back out with the fucking assault rifle and fucking, Gets it going, man. You know what I mean? He don't necessarily like, he don't, yeah, he, he, he gets it going, you know? But I don't know, bro. I just feel like shit, that shit could have been handled so much different. But, um, 
Yeah, so that that's pretty much. Wants, and, and and like you were saying, everybody wants to talk about, oh, hey, this dude got shot, but like nobody wants to talk about, hey, what about the father's right? He was doing what was rightfully in court order to do it. Exactly, and that's what's that's what's crazy about it. Like they're, they're claiming self defense, right? When they were in the process of hiding, breaking a family court order. Another important fact about this, the guy who shot him, the guy who shot him, uh, the guy who shot him is uh, married to a judge in that county. Well, they're divorced at this point, but he was having an affair with this lady who worked for him or whatnot like that. You know what I mean? So imagine he shot this person. He didn't go to jail. She didn't go to jail. Nothing happened. And he was at a rodeo the next day bragging about it where it is. You know what I'm saying? So, like that, bro. It's like, what did we just witness? We witnessed a dad come try to pick. Now, how do you feel? Do you feel like that was premeditated? Or do you feel like that was just like something that coincidentally happened? From what you've seen on the video. Uh... I don't really know. I've never really thought. I've never really looked at that like it was premeditated. I looked. I looked at it as this dude wasn't gonna let the kid go at all costs, and he just had a discredit against the father, and so it was an excuse to do it. He, he. I guess you would say it was premeditated, looking for an excuse to do it, but not outright. Oh, I'm going to just do it. I wouldn't say it was. Oh, I'm going to just kill him. I'm just going to do this. I think he was more as okay. Let me look for every excuse to do this. So, did you at any chance catch by any chance catch the mom in the video? I don't believe so. I'd have to go back and rewatch it. So when you go back and you rewatch this, you got to realize that the mom was in the video. Now, it's easy to miss her because she's never in the frame. This is how far out of the way she gets. As soon as she starts, by the time the camera's rolling, this mom is already way into a safety zone. Like, she knows danger's coming. So she got way out of the way. Now... One could say she was afraid of this guy and she was just trying to stay away from him. But if that's the case, then why wouldn't you go stand by your man? Or if that's the case, why wouldn't you go stand by the door so you can get inside quicker? Or if that's the case, why wouldn't you go inside your home, right? So she stands in the yard, makes sure she's still recording, and she backs up to a safety spot and she stands there, never moves, plants her feet. And she stands in this exact same spot all the way till the camera turns off. And her her ex-husband, whose last name she still has, is literally slain on the porch, bleeding dead, unresponsive, hasn't made a grunt, a noise, hasn't moved, hasn't gasped, nothing. And she's literally in the same spot. She doesn't run up to him. She doesn't try to roll him over. She doesn't pick up her phone and dial the police. In fact, she squats down and puts the camera on him. You know what I mean? So. Yeah, I was actually trying to search her right now as we were speaking, and I can't seem to find it. But yeah, I know. Yep. Type in Chad Reed. You can just go to Twitter in your box and just type in search box and type in Chad Reed. It should pop right up. How do you spell his last name? 
like Reed, R E A D, Reed. Oh, okay. Yep, yep. Chad, Chad Reed. So she squats down. She never moves. You know what I mean? And here's another thing. Here's another thing. This guy was unarmed, right? He's unarmed. Now, we got to keep in mind, the shooter was highly upset because Chad Reed had just got wind that those two were going together and he knew they went with a judge. Turns out they all know, like they all know each other. It wasn't like they were strangers type shit. You know what I mean? But like, it's, it's just, it's just fucking wild, bro. It's just, and then when he shoots him, right? If he's defending his property, why in the fucking hell did you shoot towards your home with all those people that you say you love in it? You shot towards the house, bro. Well, isn't it, isn't it illegal for you to defend a lethal against for property? Like, you can't legally, like, legally kill somebody for property? I don't believe this stands in Texas. Okay. But you cannot fucking, you can't claim castle doctrine while you're breaking a law. Like, you can't. Yeah, while you're breaking a law. Yeah, and they were in the process of breaking a law. He was aiding a crime by not letting this man see his kid. You interfered. Like, even if, even if he's just trying to see what's up with his kid. Now, someone hearing this could say he should go and go to court and go file his complaint. But I'm going to just go ahead and say it like this, man. In these situations, you know, he wants to see his kid picture. He's been planning. It might have been two weeks. It might have been a week. It might have been six days. It doesn't matter if it was one day. I would still be just as excited to see my little kid. <laughs> exactly, bro. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. So, And then he gets there, and then it's nothing. You know what I mean? He gets there, it's nothing. And he's waiting, and he's waiting, and he's waiting. And then she says, I'm at work. I'll hit you up. When she knows this is this dude's time. Like, she knows she's playing games. And that's why in the video, right before he gets shot to his death... He says, "Yeah, I'm watching it. You, like right before he gets shot, is like right now." Yeah, did you see the chick? She never moves. She's by the bushes to the far right. You'll yeah, to the right of the window, or the right of the door. Yeah, all and the way right to now, the right. It's just showing. It's just showing these two chest bumping. Yep. And she's nowhere near. And then right there, he shot them. And oh. she's still off to the right she, away. All right. Wait till he gets on the porch, bro. Wait till he gets on the porch. Yeah. Has she moved yet, bro? Check her out, Brady. She hasn't moved, huh? She's, she's, no. Her feet don't move. Now, Brady. Now, Brady. That's, that's <laughs> you true. said it you hunt, man. She would have ran. Dog, like, you, dog, you said you hunt, okay? So let me ask you this. Did that seem like a scenario where two people you know were fighting and one of them just shoots the other one? Or did that and and do, do that look like that movement to something just somebody just happened? Or do that look like you and your man just went out into the fucking woods and shot a deer dead? Both you guys is focused on. I'm more focused on the shooter's reaction because, like you said, I know what I, I know what it's like when I shoot a deer because I expected to kill that deer. So I went. He reacted like I would have reacted when I kill a deer. Gotcha, motherfucker. 
But if you kill somebody, you would have been like, what? What the? Like, you would have, there would have been some type of uh, Kyle yeah. Rittenhouse reaction, exactly. Yeah. What you would have saw instead, you saw someone who expected it. I see that. Dog, I'm telling you, man. I'm, and when you look at it, and when you look at it, again, she don't, she don't. That's a great point. But what I like to say is this. If you are confident in your, in your shot enough to shoot towards your home, you shot towards your home. There's video and of... Not only that, there was a window right behind him, so it went right through the window. Exactly. So why didn't you shoot his leg if you got to shoot him? 100% have to shoot this man. Why didn't you shoot him in the leg, bro? Because in Michigan, if you shoot somebody in the leg, you're still doing numbers. You know what I mean? You're still doing numbers. That might be other states too, I'm sure. But if you shoot somebody like off in the torso and shit, they for they trying to they you sober. You know what I mean? Yeah. The, it, why couldn't you shoot him in the leg if you're saying this has to happen? Unless you wanted to. Not to mention you shot him two times, bro. Not once yeah, you shot. That man took a good step back and let it rip, didn't he? He did. That's why. That's why I'm saying it wasn't self-defense because that old man, that that the Chad Reed wasn't even within arm's reach when he should pull the trigger. Hell no. Hell no. If he was within arm's reach and his arms was outreached towards the gun, yes, that's self-defense. Because I'm gonna shoot you before you take this gun just so you can shoot me. I like that. That's a Kyle Rittenhouse kind of scenario. Like he he shot down before they could got the gun to shoot him, but Chad Reed. Like, he wasn't even within arms. So he, like, yeah, he was getting rid of for the gun, but the guy stepped away with the gun. And at that time, when he pulled trigger, he was no longer within arms to be able to reach the gun. Yeah, it was over, man. It was fucking over, bro. Yeah, but... If he would have stepped away, if he would have stepped away and just pointed the gun to Chad Reed, I don't think Chad Reed would have, would have stepped forward on him no more. And he would have been like, okay, walked away and called the cops. Exactly, man. I'm telling you, bro. That shit, it would have gotten there. You know what I mean? You gotta give, you gotta give the man a chance to live, man. But again, bro, that man was highly upset that Chad Reed exposed his relationship with his wife. You know what I mean? He, with his ex-wife and fucked up what he had you know what I mean so it fucked up his shit so all the personal shit not to mention he's you know what I'm saying it's just it's, it's fucked it's a fucked up situation and I'm gonna talk about it on this podcast for weeks to come because uh well I think I think it's powerful to know that we all together seeing one of our soldiers get shot dead like a fucking deer in the woods you know what I mean it, it just, it, I, it stuck with me for so long. You know what I mean? This dude didn't want nothing but what, what me and you just spent time talking about. You know what I mean? Man, your son too. My kids five and six, but this kid dad's out here who got kids who 18, damn 20, in their 20s. You know what I'm saying? Like, bro, we're, we're part of something. We're part of community of fathers, bro. And one of us, just got shot and you just seen it again you know what I mean so it's like bro when are we gonna do something here because this shouldn't be legal because if Brady goes in in two years if Brady goes in nine years he's gonna be annoyed with this games and games and games and games and games 
And then what? Somebody gets to set him up and just shoot him and then they go home that night? Just scotch-free? No, bro. This kind of shit has to stop, bro. We got to put our foot... We got to start talking about this shit more and more and more and more and more. You know what I mean? Because that shit is not going to happen because we're going to be highly aware of how dangerous these kind of situations can be. We need to talk well, about... I, I will say that I do like the the, the direction of the father's life on the incoming because it was pretty much non-existent you know, five years ago, but now it's at least making its way to fathers, which is the first step. And then mm-hmm. from there, we can make our way others. Hey, bro, we are, uh, we're definitely... Um, we're making the waves we're supposed to make. Uh, look, man, I want to get into a couple more things before we conclude here. Um, so, look, bro, it's been, it's been, you're, you're fresh in this thing. Uh, you got court coming up. And, um, you know, you've been through a lot. And you're fucking making it. You're getting through. Um, but this is what I want to say. If there's a dad out there who's listening to this, and he can relate directly to what you're saying. Because... You literally went out there to make some money and you got stuck in Vegas. You know what I mean? And uh, I think it's unique because God like showed you the way to make it even while you were there stuck in Vegas. But I've had a dad on here who ended up getting stuck in Florida. I've had a dads in here who were stuck in other states just because they had no affiliation to the state. But the, 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 the. Their kid that got stolen went to the state. So they just fucking dropped everything and left just like you did. You know what I mean? So if if there's a dad out there, man, and he's in the beginning stages of this thing, and he's kind of in your situation, what advice would you give to him? Well, see, and that's a tough question because I'm still, to me, in the very beginning stages of it all because we haven't even gone to moderation. And that's the very first step is to sit down and see if you guys can agree to anything. So it's still very new to me. But as far as what's gotten me this far, and I think what's going to get me through each and every day until I have Benjamin back in my arms is knowing that Benjamin needs a father, period. Mm-hmm. I think my situation's a lot different than a lot of other fathers, but what drives me particularly is knowing what my father was and what I what I need to be to Benjamin, mm-hmm. and having a horrible sperm donor. What is my motivation? What keeps me going? Mm-hmm. What drives me every day? Mm-hmm. Um. So if there. Uh, if a mom out there was listening who is uh, alienating a child from a father who wants to be in that child's life, uh, what what words of advice or what would you say to her in this podcast? Um, well, let me let me put it as nicely as I can. <laughs> yeah. um, well, no, even if you Be know, free. no matter the reasoning, no matter the reasoning. There's, there's no liable, good reason to take a loving parent that goes for the mother, father, father, mother. I don't care who you are. There's no good reason to take a loving parent out of a child's life. And as much as they want to say, oh, well, it's not about me and him. No, it is about you and the relationship. Because if it wasn't, you would see, okay, this guy loves his child and my child loves him. Mm-hmm. And this guy will jump in front of a bullet for this little boy. And even 
even say I would jump in front of a bullet for my child's mother. Even out of the, all the hurt feelings and everything she's done for me. And you know what? Just to be a thousand percent honest, I've had a really rough day because I found out she's in another relationship. I'm completely okay with that. I don't want to be in a relationship with her. I'm over our relationship. But yes, I am very sad about that. Mm-hmm. Well, so the reasoning being is just know that our relationship may be over, but you gave me the most precious gift in this entire world. And for that, I will always love you and I will make sure that you are okay. Well, I'll tell you what, you spoke about jumping in front of bullets. I had a good, good friend of mine, man, named KD. Uh, and you know, he is in Florida. He has a case in Florida. And let me tell you what. His baby mom got him punched clean the fuck out in a club because he went with her and her friend to be the designated driver. And they got drunk and got to fucking with some guy, basically. Damn near. He went over to, you know what I'm saying? The lady, his girl, his baby mom done pushed the guy. Don't even know him. And as soon as he gets over there to defuse it. Boom, the dude knocks his shit clean the fuck out because he knows Muay Thai. And KD ain't no fighter, bro. So he knocked him clean the fuck out. And KD, damn, wake up in his own blood and shit, got to go to the hospital. And then they don't press charges on the dude because lo and behold, she done pushed the old man, old boy. You know what I'm saying? So he, he stays with her, okay? And a couple months later, this what happened. She's in the fucking house with the two kids sleep with a loaded fucking pistol that she busts him in the mouth with and has her finger on her trigger. And he's literally standing there. You know what I mean? In between, it's nothing in between him and this pistol that's dead in his face, just busted him, got his lip bleed. You know? And he rushed, he, he, he made his move for the pistol. You know what I mean? But again, we just talked about Chad Reed. KD really made a move for the pistol and got the pistol. But it's still, you know what I mean? It's still like fucking that type of shit do happen, you know? So like, man, uh, maybe it's for the better. (laughs) You know what I mean? Maybe you called it right, you know? Uh, But whatever the case may be, all this is for Benny. You know what I mean? And everything you're doing is for Benny. You've been doing great, man. You ain't... You're not doing a bad job at all. Man, you took some losses. But this is not going to do anything but make you better. You know what I mean? It's not going to do anything but make you better, man. You just mentioned three different... You mentioned four different states. No, three different states. So, man, that's dope, man. You, you know what I mean? You've been in three different states you've been staying in so far. You picked up, moved one spot, was living in California, stopped that, moved, relocated somewhere else, and had a new spot to stay within a couple weeks of being broken down and taking everything from. What? I think it was actually, it was actually one night before I had a place to stay. I stayed in parking one night and actually had a place. Exactly. Are you telling me that ain't cold-blooded, bro? You When you want to do some shit, you do it, don't you, brother? I mean, you say you had one night, now you got a whole crib, bro. God, I mean, I can't just give you all the credit. I won't lie to you, bro. God did that for you, too, man. God, yeah, God gives me the strength every day to do it. Yeah, man, so like... Everything gonna be straight, man. So listen, if you could say something to Benny on this podcast, um, just to conclude, what, what would you what would you say for him to hear? 
Uh, he's Benjamin, you were my everything. He's, you were the reason why I breathe. You're the reason why I want to better myself because I want to make sure that I'm in a position that he, you are okay. And no matter what, I will go to the edge of this world. There's not a rock in this world that they can hide you under that daddy will not find you to be there. And simple. Yeah, man. I think that's powerful stuff. The way technology works, I believe all of our kids are going to be listening to these podcasts someday. So if he do, does get the opportunity to hear this, man, it's good to know that like he'll get the opportunity to see how much this shit meant to you. You know what I mean? The minute, the minute you were taken from him, he was taken from you, your instant reaction, and you knew that there was that much distance, your instant reaction was to break down. Somewhere right now, Benny is probably still awake, seeing as how we're in different time zones. Benny's probably still awake right now, man, probably playing with toys or something or something. But no matter what it happens moving forward or what, what these folks do to you to try to break you, because it's going to be a lot more folks trying to break you if they don't like you. You know what I mean? But if, if you stay close to God and stuff like that, man, like the enemy won't won't be able to break you because this is a joyful thing you have in a kid. I know how much joy your son bring you. I'm going to tell you something. The devil know how much joy the son, your son bring you too. You know what I mean? So he going to come and try to take that joy. And that's what's been happening. But, man, as long as you keep de- telling the devil who's in charge, man, like, and you keep, you know, keep, 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 keep praying when you can, you know, keep incorporate that. All dads out there listening, man, don't be afraid to pray. Whatever you got may be, man, don't be afraid to pray. And I know a lot of times we think because our kids got stolen that we, there's no God and all this other nonsense. But, bro, if what if we are handpicked soldiers for this movement? <laughs> what if we are handpicked soldiers for this movement to change this for our kids? You know what I'm saying? What if that's the case? Instead of just, because I don't like the whole, oh, God just is picking on us. He's not, bro. There's a reason we're going through this, and then we all need to figure out what each of ours is. I file mines. I need to keep on pressing buttons to figure out what to do. Until then, I'm hitting these front lines, and I'm going to keep talking to dads about what we're going through. Because we need to have this talk. If there's a dad out there right now to listening to this podcast, and you feel like Brady's, Brady's, podcast his interview was something that hit home for you regardless if you're brand new to this and you want to talk to someone else just brand new and fresh in this too because you feel like you can relate to him more then you let me know and i will you send me your number you can hit me up on dfm on, on instagram at jpbrown.dfm that's at jpbrown.dfm or you can reach out to me on twitter og underscore jpbrown if you want to talk to Brady, send me your number and I'll say, tell me you want to talk to Brady and I will literally, I'll text Brady your number and tell him someone wants to talk to him. And that's how we'll play it. That's how you can get that's to Brady if you want to talk to him. Um, so this is how, this is, this is, this is how we'll conclude, man. I want to tell you that I'm super proud of you, man. I want to, uh, I want to ask that you can make sure you, uh, add me on Facebook. Uh, and if you already sent me a request, I'll make sure I confirm it. I want to, uh, make sure you know, bro, I'm a friend of yours now. You know what I mean? So if you are feeling down one of them days, bro, um, if you're feeling in the slums, if you're feeling alone at the crib, fucking sitting there in Vegas, dolo, uh, I know, like, I'm not, I you know, I wasn't your friend, uh, two days ago, but, like, 
You can hit me up, bro. You can shoot me a message or something. I'll fuck around. I'll talk to you. You ain't got to feel alone. If you're worrying and stressing about your kid, hit me up, man. Because, shit, my kids is in the room sleep. I still stress about them to this day. I be worried. Hey, hey, you know what I mean? We It never stops, you know what I mean? But they here, though, man. They here, and, and I know they can. your, your son's going to be back in your arms here shortly as well. You just got to trust and know that God's going to drop it out the sky. And he is. You just got to get ready for it. No muff punts. You know what I mean? Uh, oh, Absolutely. Heck yeah. So, yeah, man, I'm super proud of you, man. Look, call me anytime. Add me. Send me a message. Whatever, bro. I'm here. Keep being a leader. And until next time, bro, I'll talk to you. All righty. All right, brother.